0: I'm June Sarpong and welcome to Championing Women's Voices, the podcast from NatWest sharing stories of incredible women and their work. In this series, I'm speaking to guests from all walks of life, business, sport, entertainment and activism, to discuss strategies for success, whatever that means, and to learn how we can inspire and support one another. The saying goes that behind every great man is a great woman. But now it's time for us to flip that on its head. All series we've been meeting great women and throughout they've been championing their own husbands. So today we're going to talk about how the men in women's lives can be that support network and how they can be the great man behind that great woman. Today, I'm joined by a major male ally, Mark Robinson, the former coach of the England's women's cricket team. Have you ever been called that before, Mark? No, I like that. You like that, yeah. Yeah. Hello, Ally. Um, And also joining us, of course, we have to have a great woman if we're talking about (laughs) allies. Uh, We have Joy Burnford, the founder of My Confidence Matters, a company that aims to inspire women to become more confident leaders. Hello. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Well, obviously, we'll also be talking about the great men behind you as well, Joy. (laughs) Um, So we'll start with you. Let's talk about your business, which was from the age of eight. (laughs) And you had an empire from the school gates too. Yeah, I wouldn't call it a Business at
1: that age, but uh, I definitely started off as an entrepreneur selling peppermint creams you from the school gate. Good yes,
0: for I you. Did.
1: And selling flowers from my friend's garden. We used to have a little stall outside the house and we used to sell flowers. My mum had her own business, so I started off doing things at like her banking at the oh. age of nine and going to the bank with her and sort of being exposed to that whole entrepreneurial world,
0: which I didn't realise at the time. So you had a female role model that was I an definitely had That's a a very lucky. Role model. Yeah. And so you sound like you were confident from an early age. I <laughs> mean to be selling peppermint creams <laughs> to your friends at eight. Did yep. that confidence continue throughout your career? No, I and mean,
1: this is kind of why I started off the business. I was very confident as a young child. I did a lot of acting, a lot oh, of singing. Okay. Loved performing, had no problem with confidence at all and I think that helped having my mum who was, she was a single mum, she had her own business, she really believed in us Mm. and it was amazing to have that support. I then went through school really pretty confident, then went to university, left university and went to the business world and that's really when confidence really hit me. I feel I've been on a
0: roller coaster of confidence over the last 20 years. So would you say, Joy, that you were able to or you felt for the first time perhaps some of the blocks that your gender posed for you mm, in the think, sense that yeah i probably is that didn't what think that, about that confidence it. knock was
1: yeah i probably didn't think about it at the time for me it was about speaking up in business so being in front of an audience i worked in the management consulting sector which is very male dominated yeah. so i felt a lot of the time i was up against speaking to rooms of men and at the time i just didn't think about it i thought well Why is this scary? And I felt I didn't have anything to add. So I spent a lot of time just saying, well, this other person can do that. They're much better than me. I didn't even think about that I was putting myself down. I just thought, well, it sounds far too scary to do that. I will put somebody else forward. And if I had to do it, I'd do it, but I was petrified about speaking up. So over the years, I've had more help from coaches and trainers and actually learning that you're not born confident. You become confident. You can learn skills to become more confident. And I think it's a really big message that I want to give to women in particular women, you know, that actually you can learn it. You can become better at it. And not, it's not doing one presentation skills class when you're 20. It's actually repeating it and having the confidence because I could act and I could sing. Mm. I think because I didn't have a script or, a, or music. Because you're having to be yourself. I'm having to be myself. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's scary. It's really scary. <laughs> really scary. So, Mark, let's talk about your career as a coach. You were coach of uh, Sussex for over a decade. So what was it like coaching women? And what do you think your role was as a man in terms of helping to bring out the best in those women?
2: Well you go in probably differently to how you come out um with your intentions and everything so initially, I think i got I was an experienced men's coach, played a long time, had some success so in the girls' world, they were quite new to professionalism. they'd only been professional for two years, and the director of cricket wanted somebody to help them with that transition to the brutalities of the professional world and my role was to help that transition. So I think I went in with one set of eyes and came out with a, another set of eyes, seeing the world slightly different.
0: Mm. So having sort of coached both, do you think it changed your perception of things or no?
2: Yeah, look, I mean, I did. I was 33 years in the male chauvinist men's world. Wow. You know, as I, had, I was a hard nails male professional for a lot of it. I had a, my daughter help me, um, so I, I learnt a lot through my daughter. Watching her in age group cricket, being coached horrendously, and having horrendous experience of having a friend. And I remember going to the director of cricket at Sussex and saying, what's happening in our youth cricket? I hope this isn't happening in the boys' cricket, what I'm seeing in the girls' cricket. So I was already onto this. They're not being treated well. So when I went in, I suppose I had that. And in my four years, I saw inequality where I'd never seen it before. Mm. It opened up my eyes to a lot of different things.
0: Yeah, wow. So it was an education process for you. I, Yeah, I
2: learned so much. I learned so much off the experience and... Yeah, I do you'd say you look at the world differently?
0: Of course. So, in coaching the England women, what were some of your highlights?
2: Oh, crikey, there was loads. I mean, we won a World Cup. Uh, a oh, home, oh, oh, just the world, yeah, world Cup! Just the World Cup. And it was, I yeah, no, did it. And it was a home World Cup at Lords, and it was a transitional moment because there was thirty thousand. It was. It was a full house and it was also one of the most humbling experiences because I can remember at the end of the game I was watching a lot of people cry and there was a lot of people there who, so like journalists, who had written about the game when nobody wanted to to mm. read about it mm-hmm. and there was people there who had played in an era when nobody watched and here there was, 30,000 people. So I found that so humbling.
0: Mm. Just one quick question for you, Mark, then I'll come back to you, Joy. How did you get the women to prepare mentally to actually win that World Cup. Oh, Because that's the holy grail. That's the whole reason you play in the first place, isn't it?
2: It did. We took some risks as a leadership group and we made some changes and we tried to create a vision and we tried to prepare them to be able to cope with the pressure of a home World Cup. And we spoke to the girls from the hockey team to try and get some of their learning because they just had the Olympic success and Mm. what pressures they'd had to experience in a home Olympics, etc., But we had an outstanding captain as well called Heather Knight, who's as good a leader of people I've come across, which always helps as well.
0: Brilliant. Fantastic. So, Joy, let's talk a bit more about what's happening in the business world. Mm. If We sort of set the scene in workplaces. Obviously, we know there's a long way to go in terms of gender equality and gender diversity. How well are we doing or not doing well, I think there's some good news. Tell me the good news.
1: <laughs> I like good news. I think this week I was reading that the number of women on boards is now at a third, which was the Hampton Alexander Review. Mm, and 30%. Yeah. yeah. So it's actually met that goal Brilliant. a year ahead. Fantastic. Yeah. So that's the good news. There are lots of other positive good news stories as well, but I think the, the macro picture is really quite... Um, Still bleak. <laughs> it's really bleak and it's getting worse. So... You think yeah? so? Yeah. The World Economic Forum has been doing a global gender index. And the UK last year was at 15 and it's now at 21. When it started in 2006, the UK was at number nine. (laughs) So we're going backwards.
0: But is that also perhaps because other countries are getting better? There's possibly Could we have stalled and other (laughs) countries are just getting better? I think we, we are
1: very good on the education front. I think the economic opportunity front we're not doing very well at right, all we're okay. going backwards in, in terms of having more women in senior roles within business yeah. for example that's a, and, and that's where I feel passionately and funding more female businesses yeah, and well. funding more female businesses access to capital for entrepreneurs yeah that sort of thing so the World Economic Forum are suggesting that it, I think last year it was 202 years for the economic parity. Mm-hmm. It's now 257 years, I think. Oh my goodness. So it's going back in. At a <laughs> rapid pace. Absolutely. It's going it's back at like so half crazy. a century yeah. in a year. I mean, some of the countries that are doing really well, for example, Spain, I think they're at 30 something, they're now at eight. Iceland's the top one. I think there's a lot of. Iceland's been top for. Yeah, and the Nordics. Years, the Nordics yeah. are. Oh great! And actually, one thing I'm doing this year is some more research on the kind of the global landscape for gender equality. Mm-hmm. So I can come up with a blueprint for CEOs about what can the UK do
0: to close this gap. Brilliant! Um, it's just crazy, and it's very needed, isn't it? So yeah, needed? your blueprint so is needed. Easy. Yeah. Um, so, Mark, let's talk more about women's cricket. So, what do you think the state of it is at the moment?
2: Well, all women's sports on the up at the moment in terms of investment, exposure, and everything. One of the dangers is just outgrowing your infrastructure. And the pace of change and making sure when people get promoted, if that's the right word, are equipped to be able to do the job. But look, there's a lot of investment. There's a lot of the BBC, etc., Skype, all these outlets are Mm. uh, publicising all the games are televised now. So it's in a good place, but there's still a lot of work to be done underneath.
0: There is. And so do you think, from your point of view, in sort of the difference from when you were coaching women in the last few years to see what's going on now do you think that that pace has been quick enough or would you like to have seen more happen
2: look you always want more Um, and when you're a coach of a team and you want to win you always want more resources and more investment Mm. a bigger talent pool but you've also got to have a patience you've got to go at the right pace as well Australia set, have raised the bar. They've always set the bar probably in women's cricket. And sometimes we're trying to catch up and doing good stuff. And sometimes I wonder whether we're just trying to follow for follow's sake, which mm. is, or, or get one ahead in the wrong way. Look, the ECB have done a, a lot of investment. Sometimes it's not the headlines, it's what happens underneath it that needs sorting out. Yeah. And, and that is always the case. There's the headline yeah. we do this. We had some kit from one of the sponsors, and the sponsor changed. They got the kit, and it wasn't female fitting kit, and they looked dreadful on it. <laughs> and they had these shorts, and these shorts on something they were dreadful. They were terrible night. So, and the manager, the manager, said, Oh know, that's it." have to go on with it and so I kicked off and yeah. you know that's I suppose the male ally bit yeah. isn't it you
0: know, yeah you're like no you're, way you're
2: throwing your punches and you're getting your da- you know you yeah. got cricket involved but it's that type of stuff where whoever's in charge of kit distribution or the sponsor or the, the kit sponsor
0: it's is so something. used to only working yeah. with the sort of male lens that yeah. they didn't even consider oh well, yeah definitely
2: and then from the organisation's point of view it didn't really matter wow it's that side of it or it's they'll have to make do and it's that <laughs> side of it isn't it and that's Mm. They want quality in treatment of fairness and respect, and, and respect yeah. yeah, things like that, the, you know, of, of facilities and knew it would be
0: and, nice too, though. Mm. <laughs> oh, look, <yeah. laughs> there's a realism,
2: um, oh, can you, I'm speaking for them now a little bit, I'm paraphrasing them, they're realistic about where their salaries is going and yeah. et cetera, but it's, can we win the easy battles first?
0: Yes, mm. can we do that at least? Yeah,
2: so we, I remember the first, very early in my reign, we went on a World Cup and we were with the men going to India and the men went left and we all went right. Yeah. And then Australia had got it where the girls were going business class and then, funny enough, next year we were going business class as well, mm. though the girls were. So sometimes it just needs somebody else to raise the bar and, yeah. and, shame, and shame people. And mm. shame people. Mm. And you get the and same speak treatment.
0: Up. And yeah. speak up. So mm. quick question for you, Martin. I'll move over. You talked about the fact that you learnt so much from coaching England's women's cricket team. I wonder... Did you ever hesitate for taking the role? Did you think twice? Did it even factor into your thinking that you were about to go and coach a bunch of women when you know you'd been coaching men the whole time? Uh,
2: it, it, my hesitation would have been over. Will I be able to get back in the men's world if I need to?
0: Ah, of course.
2: Probably that would have been the only hesitation. And? Really. Well, I haven't got back in the men's world yet, but um,
0: <laughs>
2: oh, no, look, I've had the best four years and the best experiences, and I know I better coach and rich for it as well, and I don't want to get too spiritual on it as well. So I've got absolutely no regrets, and mm. at the moment I'm just waiting for the right opportunity and resisting taking the wrong one. That's Good, where, that's, yeah. where, that's where I am, and enjoying... Yeah bit of space for the first time but no i i lent so much and it's expanded me as a person as a coach that's only really a positive
0: that's only a positive so joy let's talk mm. about male allyship mm. and actually one the importance of it mm. and two what men need to do and also why we have to make sure that they are a part of the conversation mm.
1: Mm. i think it's really important that we have men as part of the diversity conversation yep Consultant from BCG has done some research showing where men are actively involved in gender diversity, 96% report progress. Wow. Right, in gender diversity. Yeah. And when they're not involved, 30% <sighs> are in progress. So Is I thought I thought that it was really useful. Yeah. Useful to see that. Yeah. And I think in terms of business, I think there are so many positives about having more women in leadership roles. I think it helps having a variety of perspectives in you know, a mm-hmm. gender diversity, you know, I mean diverse work. Places generally, you get Mm. different perspectives, you get better decision-making because Mm -hmm. of that, problem-solving, better collaboration. And ultimately, it's the bottom line that will benefit. Um, Another consultant, McKinsey, has done some research showing that the more diverse a leadership team is, 21% are more likely to have above-average profitability. So there's a real kind of evidence
0: to show that it's really important. That it's it's a smart thing to do. It is a smart thing to do. Exactly. And so, Mark... What makes a good male ally?
2: Oh, I think all you can do, and I can only speak from my own experience, you've got to champion the cause and fight the inequalities, whether that's... Mm. I'm doing a little bit of work for the, the England Deaf team, and it's mm. sort of the same. You, yeah. you see inequality or people not quite getting the same advantages, and you want to fight that injustice. Yeah. So
0: Yeah, it's getting in there, isn't it? And becoming a, a voice and a support for... The cause, as you mm, say, yeah,
2: and I think we've you're trying to help open the doors. And my experience, and, and look, I'm with two experts here, so I'm very conscious. As you, you know, you you you're a man in a woman's world, and um, but you're trying to give them the confidence that they can do things. I think some of the girls that I work with a lot, they doubted themselves so mm. much. So you're trying to give them the confidence and the belief. And as I say, you're just trying to. Help those doors be open if you can. Mm.
0: I love it. It's uh, so good. Isn't uh, yeah, it?
1: and I was thinking actually before coming on here was you know, who male allies been in my world? Yeah, who have who, they been? Who, who have they been? I've been really lucky in the past. I've had three particular bosses, mm. and was trying to think about what was it that was made them great. And one of the things was they gave me space. They gave me space to grow. Mm. They challenged me. They gave me opportunities to do things that I might not have known about. Yep. So they gave me those opportunities. They praised me. I'm somebody mm. who loves having praise. Mm. I don't like, you know, I've had one boss who basically gave me no positive oh, feedback. feedback. And I had to say to him, look, I need feedback. Can you tell me, tell me? Good or, do- or bad? And I'll yeah. tell you if you're bad. I'm like, I don't want it to be told if I'm bad. Yeah. I don't want to be told if I'm good.
2: <laughs> and did he change?
1: Um... Mm. Not really Not really So And I think that On the bad side of things Looking back at people Who have not been so good You know I was told When I set up my first business That oh you need a man On the board And it's like well No we don't actually Mm. And the business My previous business Is still doing You know it's doing really well Mm. Without having had that man on the board, and also being told to sleep my way to the top if I wanted to get oh, to the wow. top. Wow. Is, these are the days, this probably 15, 20 years ago now, but if people said that now, you'd be. Quarky. Well, you'd be in court. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck with so, that so if those, someone said that now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And actually, so, you know, I hear even this year, last year, I talk to women all the time in senior roles and especially sort of female partners in law firms. And they say, I took my mm. assistant with me and the client just spoke to my assistant, who was a male, oh. and said to me, go and make the coffee
0: and they were the partner and you know these things are still happening yeah in 2020 my goodness (laughs) so Mark in terms of what men who want to become allies can do what would you say is the first step
2: We have got to take an interest in the person don't you I think that's the first thing you've you've taken an interest in the person and you're trying to help them become Mm. the person that they want to be or get them where they want to be but Mm. it's that curious bit It's your curiosity into the individual and what makes that individual tick and what's stopping them. Mm. I think that's that. It all starts with that. That that
0: curiosity. How can we engage men better? Because often particularly when you mention the word feminism, a lot of, and not just men actually, a lot of men and yeah. women, straight away sort of feel resistance to that word because I of the connotation. I have I don't like the word feminism. No, you don't? No, I don't. Why? It sort of has a well, connotation. Yeah, I, but the have, real I am meaning, a feminist, no, but, but I the don't really real, like to be known as a But fem- the real meaning of it is, yeah. is about being in favour of gender know, equality, but it's become something Funny else. Funny word. We need to reclaim know, back feminism. <laughs> So, Mark, <laughs> how do we engage more men in the conversation so that they do actually feel included in this?
2: Look, this, I think positive discrimination is a good thing. As you say, we need to get females working in all environments. And I can speak for myself. I remember being at Sussex and I'm in charge of it. We've got a small coaching staff and a few facilities and the girls' teams are in there. And I'm thinking, why? Come on, we haven't got enough coaches to spare that and getting it all wrong, really, not being the the best bloke. And then five years later, you've got a daughter and you've seen the world differently. You think how long? But so it's, educa- it's education. But research
0: does say that. Research shows that actually in terms of male bosses, male bosses whose first child is a girl mm. tend to be much better on gender equality. Even more yeah. than sort of actually even if the second child mm. is because you then see things completely okay. from the perspective of that kid, isn't Absolutely. it? Yeah. Absolutely.
2: Well, you, I think it's education and exposure. So... Um, it's so when you see injustice as a whoever you are, and that's yeah. male or female, isn't mm. it? You, you're trying to fight it and put it right.
0: Brilliant. Well, we're not mad at that, are we? Mm. Yeah. And so, how can we help to sort of open more opportunities for women? What do you think, Joy? Well, I was going to just before we move on to that, I was actually mm. going to talk about how you know if you're a mm.
1: you're a man and you want to start uh, yeah v- taking action. Yeah, I've got a, a little acronym called Spaces. So if you want to. If you're a man and you yeah. want to do more for women, you have to create space. Okay. So the acronym is SPACES. So you just need to think, if you're wondering what to do, the S stands for sponsor a woman. Of course. Sponsor a high potential woman. Just yeah. you know, look out and see who these people are and speak for them when they're not in the room. Yeah. The second one is P, so pass on opportunities. So if you're asked as a man, would you like to go and speak at this presentation? Say no. Just think. Have you thought no. of? Have you thought of? Yeah. So, so. The third one is act with insight. So before you think, before you act, put yourself in that female shoes. Before you start suggesting going to the pub for a drink after work for a team bonding or go to the rugby, think about other people in my team. Have they yeah. got families they yeah. need to get back to? So yeah. think before you. Or act. do
0: they even want to do that? Exactly. Yeah.
1: I know. Um, I do. Go to the spa
0: instead. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> C is for communicate with curiosity. As Mark said, you know, be curious. If you're a lot of men are scared about speaking to women about what it means, mm. just be curious. Be open, frank. Ask questions. Say, yeah, I don't way. know what to do. Yeah. E is for engage women in meetings. Mm. So when you're around a table,
0: ask their opinion. Ask their
1: opinion. Yeah. If you feel that a woman is around the table and is quite quiet, don't put her on the spot, but maybe have a chat before the next meeting and say, Would you like me to bring you into this conversation? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the last one is set an example. Mm. And this is really around flexible working for me. Flexible working is key when you're trying to get more women into senior roles within business. And flexible working for all, not just for women. So allowing the men to take flexible working too. There are a lot of companies who have policies around flexible working, but a lot of the people I speak to say, "Well, my manager doesn't believe in it, so I can't because I'm scared I'm not going to get my bonus if I go home early." Oh. So set an example, and if you have kids, don't go out of the door with your head down and pretend you're not going. Say, "I'm leaving early on a Thursday to go and pick up my kids." Bye, everybody. See you tomorrow, yeah. or I'll check in later when yeah. I'm back home. Yeah. So I think it's been, you know, really
0: setting an example. It makes a difference. Yeah. It really does. But Spaces. So spaces, make space I for your that. women. Yeah, make space
2: <laughs> for your women. So I found with the, some of the girls that they wanted to be like the men. They almost wanted to act in the professional world of the toughness. And mm. I'd hate it when they'd say, we're expecting the scrutiny that comes with the professional world. And I had a debate with a, a, a female journalist and she was saying, yeah, but our job is too. And I said, why is your job to be that harsh? Just because the men did it, and it yeah. happens, the men go, haven't we got a chance to do something different? And, and a to show
0: make, a different example. Yeah, and, and to
2: do it in a bit more empathetic way. Yeah. And to do it. And there was once about, we're just doing about boundary side. No, it's dumbing us down, down, it's making us look as opposed to what is just best for the game. Yeah. So sometimes you have to fight a different battle ride. We're not the men, yep. and we don't have to do it, and it's not about what we look like. Mm, I love and, it. And giving them the confidence that way. But that's a different type of battle, which I never expected to have. I just wanted to win games and give them the best opportunity. <laughs> yeah. And they were worried about what it looked like Yeah. and comparing it to, to, the, to men. the men. Yeah.
0: And you're like, actually, no, create your own standard. Yeah, we are yeah. what we
2: are, that's right. And especially the people who commentate, and journalists, that you don't have to do the worst examples of the men. No. You don't have to be that cynical, old, in my time, why are they doing this?
0: Yeah. There's a whole new way of doing it. So you mentioned confidence, Mark. What are some of the most common issues you've seen around confidence? And what are tips that you have in helping, I'll say women here, Mm. to become more confident?
2: Well, I think, again, you've got to understand some differences, and this is a huge generalisation. So typical bloke which is myself, I never lose my car keys. My wife always loses them. <laughs> or she moves them, doesn't she? She always does. It's ne- she, so, she loses your car keys. Well, I never lose them. She's moved them.
0: Uh, in his mind. In my mind. It's, yeah. so,
2: the, so generally with men, we make excuses and we pass on the book. Well, there's a generalisation my experience of working with the, the females. They blame themselves for everything.
0: Mm. Even when it's not their fault. It's for, not their fault. Yeah. So,
2: so they will take a lot more... self responsi- yeah, responsibility yeah. for everything. So we, we found a lot with really make it clear how we're going to judge them mm. and really making it... It can't be always about the outcome. Mm. Um, so we'd break that down. But again, as a generalisation, the girls would take more confidence from outside sources. So you have to be aware of that. So th- so that what a coach would say... That's
0: your um, praise um, point. A praise yeah. point, of view.
2: So that they respond a lot to outside praise of the captain, the coach, take mm-hmm. too much attention to the media, but they're going to. So you have to accept that. Yes, you can try and educate mm. not to... But they're going to. So you're aware that as you said, they need a lot of praise. Mm-hmm. Keep those connections going. Well, the men generally don't need as much of that. Mm-hmm. I think if you're a male going into a female world, you have to be aware of that. Mm-hmm. And then the connections between a group, so the girls in general win the game for a different reason. They all wanted to win, but they wanted to win with people they like and having fun. Okay. And being connected mm-hmm. to the I people which is slightly different to the male so again you'd have to understand that their workplace has to have that connection that
0: collaboration really mattered yeah, it
2: mattered yeah. and that feeling of belonging and that feeling of safety to an extent which is you can do in in an outcome world, but I would say you've got to understand those bits because if you have those going okay, you can start to build that confidence and that belief.
1: Brilliant. Do you have any tips yeah. around confidence? Well, absolutely. I mean, I was feeling quite unconfident about coming on this podcast this morning. Well, not unconfident, but I was feeling a bit, you know, scared. Mm. Mm. It's quite exciting. A little nervous. A little yeah. nervous. Yeah. And my co- one of my coaches actually rang me on the way here and she said, you'll be amazing. You know your stuff and just gave me that real boost. And that, that's all I need. Mm. That's all I need. And having a great husband actually at home for me. Just to remind um, you. Yeah. Yeah, and he's Mm -hmm. so supportive in terms of the family. And I think when it comes to male allies, we haven't talked much about the family situation, but having, you know, I'm very fortunate to have a husband who works part-time, we share the responsibility, we share the the load at home, which means I can do what I do. And a lot of women don't have
0: that. No. um, Which is hard. And actually, that is a sort of a great example. This has come up quite a bit throughout the series where... A lot of the women that have been on here who are married have said, actually, having a supportive husband has made such a big difference. Yeah. So it's almost like there's a new template for relationships. Yeah, totally. Mm. And there's there's a lot of really good stuff that's been written
1: as well. good book by Eve Rodsky, if you come across it, called Fair Play. She's um, She talks about the invisible load and the visible load and also chunking down responsibilities at home. So I was telling Mark earlier about my husband focuses on the football from sort of conception through to implementation. If you talk in business language, you treat it like a, you know, a project. And actually I don't have to think about the football at all no <laughs> mental load in my head about the football that my daughter does because he does the whole lot and actually that's great and that's sharing the load it's not saying 50 50 split the you know the washing up the cooking and everything else give your each other responsibilities that you can own yep and then that takes the mental load off the woman and it's really
0: really helpful if you can do that brilliant so when it comes to gender equality and diversity and inclusion in general you know one of the big sort of training tools is around unconscious bias mm-hmm. and teaching teaching men particularly privileged men to sort of understand perhaps what their blind spots might be mm-hmm. so how do you think we get to a place where you're just realizing at a much earlier stage and that we're not needing to do <laughs> unconscious bias
1: training yeah, and it's interesting isn't it i mean i think my six-year-old son has a pink pepper pig duvet cover lovely and he just does. We've never even talked about it. It's just come from my daughter down to him. My daughter plays football. He goes to street dance. There's a kind of we're a bit of a dis, sort of gender dysfunctional family, really, in terms of stereotypes or, um, or gender I, open, exactly. Yeah. And I think it's we're very lucky because we have that. But I think a lot of people would say, you know, you might have a you know a father in their fat household that says we can't have a pink duvet cover, and it's those sort of things, yeah, that send the messages early, absolutely, yeah. So I think it's just being aware, Just yeah. open that awareness up, yeah. What? Well,
2: yeah, I think it's calling it out. I mean, there's a lot of it is, is ignorance. Mm-hmm. I can speak for myself, ignorance and so exposure and education helps. But I think you've got to call it out. So, my assistant coach, myself and him, went to England, and I watched not the England player. And he said something about working in girls' cricket or women's cricket. And he was brilliant, assistant, because he just said, Oh, you've got a daughter, haven't you? I hope she doesn't play in a few years' time. And mm-hmm. how would you be feeling, thinking the same things, yeah. saying the same things then? So, I think yeah. he's calling it out. Mm-hmm. And that's, as I say, whether well, that's race, Mm-hmm. Sexuality or anything, isn't yeah. it? You've got to call it out when you see it. Yeah. you hear see it. Brilliant.
0: We'll be brave. Be we'll brave. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. so question for both of you. What's your hope for the future around this issue? So for me personally, my, my hope for the future is that we'll get the
1: UK back into the top 10 in the next 10 years. That's my personal mission. Okay. On the business front. I like that. Anything else? Uh, on the personal front, I want to be healthy and live and see my children grow up and be whatever they want to be. And your grandkids too. And my grandkids too. Yay!
0: And what about you, Mark?
2: Look, I think there's great strides being made in in women's sport and it's delving underneath and just making sure we're properly given the support that's needed. So if we want female coaches, they're going to need some coaching and some training and some mentors to help them, not just put them in roles. Yeah. I think that's happening at the moment. it just been put into roles and it's almost unfair on the people that are going to coach. As well as themselves, because they're potentially not equipped. So we've got to do it. we are going to do it. We've got to do it properly and make. the say that's your infrastructure. But in sport, anyway, there's a momentum which is exciting and it's and it's great to be around.
0: That's brilliant. Yes, because that's a good point in the sense that because men have had role models doing those jobs for centuries, whereas you're right, women don't have enough. So there is perhaps sometimes an, an added layer of support that's needed because we're starting something new here.
2: Look, it's just training. and You go into any job, you want to be equipped with the right coaching and the right training. How about, on the role models, that was one of my, I had a great moment of realisation because as a man, you never used to think about role models. Yeah, because there's so many. Never, never. Yeah. So I remember going to Sports Base the, the Year a few times as a man I don't know, I'm a slut man,
0: yeah. but in the men's
2: <laughs> world, and I'd hear female athletes talk about role models, and you just listened and didn't really register. And then working with the girls and understanding how much it meant to them to give back and to inspire, I, I properly got it. And mm. i had a good sports personality again, and hearing female athletes speak, mm. and it was emotional because yeah. you really connected and you really understood, and you could see. And it made me think, well, I never had to worry about those no. things.
0: Amazing. Okay, so question to you both. What's next? And then I have another one after Mm. that. Joy, what's next? So
1: next next for me in the business world, I've actually got a campaign called 2020 Actions and I'm trying very hard to get 2020 pledges from anybody, Mm. men, women, to say what they're going to do to close the gender gap basically so that could be one of my space's actions and it could be sponsor a woman it could be I'm going to you know set up a an event to talk about this or it could be anything. If you go to 2020actions.com and pledge and I really want to get to 500 by International
0: Women's Day which is only about two weeks away. Okay, well I'll do a pledge for you. I'm going Thank to you. set up. I'm doing this anyway so it's easy. <laughs> uh, I'm going to set up a an event to talk about this. So Yay! <laughs> Excellent. So if all these listeners today can go and pledge yeah. we'll what, What's the help, website address again? 2020actions.com 2020actions.com So oh. go on there and do that. Mark?
2: I've been, I left the England women's job in end of August, and I've just been doing some consultancy, been doing lots of mentoring and um, support work in different organisations. But I want to go back to a full time role eventually.
0: And uh, also, you were saying you're looking at perhaps coaching businesses too. Yeah, I'm you, doing right? a
2: little. I've got one business I'm going to go into because I'd love to cross sports mm-hmm. um, and go into business. And again, that just expands me in the same way going into the mm-hmm. girls' world did, yeah. and the same way ho- working with the Deaf House as well.
0: Brilliant. Okay, so over the series, one thing I've been asking every guest is, who is your champion? So if you could pick one person or a story that you think of as your champion, who and what would it be? Mark?
2: I was a player in, at Yorkshire and I got signed by Sussex and I was 30 and I discovered what hard work was because there was a great coach there called Peter Moores, who's now head coach at Sussex, coached for England, and he showed me what hard work was. I thought a Worked hard, but I didn't. He didn't, um, and I thought I'd, I enjoyed life, but I didn't. So mm-hmm. he just showed me the how to work hard, how to have lots of fun, and it was it's a fantastic when you're an experienced player, but you've got a heart of an eighteen year old.
0: Yeah, I Have
2: the best time, and this and he's a bloke I'll always ring to for advice, and he's different to me. And we'll always agree, but he's a champion of somebody who whose values are fantastic, but uh, he has that hard nosed professionalism side of him as well.
1: Fantastic. Do I? Uh, this is a tricky question, but I'm going to say my mum. Because my mum has been amazing in my life. She brought two children up on her own. She ran her own business. She's always believed in me and what I can do. She's just been an inspirational role model in terms of business. She retired about 10 years ago and she lives in Florida, but she's just recently gone back to work for the Sarasota Ballet Company, so she's a dancer. And she's now developing the junior ballet school for Sarasota Ballet Company. So she felt she hadn't reached the pinnacle of her career, so she's now gone back to work. And I just think she's amazing. She's 74 and she's teaching two- and three-year-olds ballet. I never realised quite what an inspirational role model she was until I now do what I do and look back and reflect.
0: Wow. I I want to celebrate her. How wonderful. Good for you. And good for your mum. I know.
1: I want to be like her when I'm 70. Yeah, when I
0: grow up.
2: I think we do that though, don't we? We don't know at the time who's Mm -hmm. inspiring us, who's leading us, Mm -hmm. who's mentoring us, doing it. Sometimes when we look back and and they're the... They're the instances or the occasions that have yeah. helped shape our lives. Yeah,
0: it? and then it all makes sense, yeah. doesn't it? It does. Mm. Well, sadly, that's it. Thank you both very much. been so much fun talking to you. Thank, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for Thank you. Us. Yeah, male allyship. This is what the future must be. <laughs> so, find out more about how NatWest supports female-led businesses. All you need to do is search NatWest Women in Business online. Thank you for listening. Bye.